Tracy. Carrie. Summarize. <laughs> How would you summarize? Well, you kind of did. So let me see if I got it right then. I'm a terrible listener <laughs> for a podcast partner. <laughs> uh, so we're seeing a lot of new terms around um, stress, psychological stress, workplace stress, trauma, and violence. We saw mass shooting events, um, new plants, new animals, poisonous frogs, poisonous snakes. Venomous snakes, not the same thing. Welcome back to this episode of Medlib's Miscellany. This is episode number 13. I'm Carrie Price. And I'm Tracy Shields. And we have been doing this for a year now. And I have a little surprise for Tracy before we really dig into mesh, which is the topic of this episode. Tracy, I put together some stats on our year in Medlib's Miscellany. Oh, wow. We have 532 minutes of podcast out there for our, our friends to listen to. Uh, we've had three guests and a guest host, Jen Monin, twice joined us. We had four blog posts, 12 episodes, and I think that might be it. That's a lot. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's been a good year. It has been a good year. That's really cool. We have 500 and what? 32 minutes of airtime on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> but really, so that's, that's what I decided to put together because I was curious. And we've loved it. I've loved having our guests. It's been a lot of fun. But we're coming back around to that time of the year when we, we Tracy, looks at MeSH, Medical Subject Headings, if you're new to librarianship or medical librarianship, they're used to index records in Medline. They're updated annually. They're important to medical librarians because they're what we use to search and to discover and to um, build our own knowledge on a topic because of the way that they're all interconnected. I know that they help me understand a topic when I don't know what I'm doing yet. And Tracy's really the expert in keeping up on the update. So I want to turn it over to you, Tracy. What have you found this year that's been stunning, exciting? What's going on with MeSH 2024? A lot of things are going on with MeSH 2024. So I will link in the show notes all the documentations that we have as of right now. I, there's going to hopefully be more documentation coming out that's going to detail other things. But last year, there was a lot of work done around population groups. Mm -hmm, I remember. It looks like this year, the big group area that they worked on was um, psychological stress um, because they have a whole separate section of new terms that are around psychological stress. And I want to be clear that it's not necessarily under psychological stress or stress comma psychological, I think is the actual mesh term for it. Um, it's not in that particular tree, but it's all related to psychological stress. And there's a lot of really interesting terms like coping skills and emotional exhaustion. But then there's also things like job security 
and job control and life crisis. And then there's things like physical trauma and physical attacks. But there's also things like that kind of touch on um, health disparities and social determinants of health. Like, um, let's see what one of them was abuse experiences and neglect experiences, discriminatory practices, exposure to discrimination. So there's a lot of new mesh terms in, in kind of that subject area that I really invite people to take a look at. Hold up. Mm-hmm. So I am the polar opposite of you. I haven't been keeping track of any of the updates or even really looking around that much. I know there used to be, or there has been, psychological, a burnout comma psychological. Mm-hmm. Is it related to any of that? I think so. I don't know where all of these, f- I didn't look at where they all fall in the tree, but it looks like some of them definitely touch on that because there's like psychological recovery and resilient responses and stress immunity. And I mean, there's all kinds of things in this, this section. That's fascinating. Yeah. The nurses I worked with were always looking at resilience. So this might help them Mm -hmm. with that literature. Yeah. And so this is kind of a separate section. It looks like that they worked on and there's some other new mesh terms that we'll kind of go through that I think touch on this, but aren't in this section. So um, I think they must have had kind of a focus on some of those areas. What do you think might have prompted this? I don't know. I don't know if, if they, in the past there have been, there seems to have been trends with certain years. Like I remember probably 10 years ago now, maybe longer. I'd have to look it up to see when it was started being a term. But there was a bunch of terms added about bodies of water, like rivers and lakes and things like that. So whenever those mesh term, you know, they all kind of hit the same year. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always been some of those terms, but like, I think they must look at some areas and... I mean, I'm, this is pure speculation because I'm not, I'm not in contact with anybody who works on it directly, but it, it seems like they at least look at certain areas and revisit topic areas or branches of the tree. And I think that's what they do to some extent with the Library of Congress headings too. Now, before you go on, can you tell us anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course you're not privy to the exactly what happens but how how do mesh terms get updated it's people right at the national library of medicine that is my understanding that there is a i would assume a a group a committee some body mm-hmm. at the national library of medicine that looks at mesh terms so like for example if you make any suggestions to mesh through the help desk they'll the response is that they're they will forward what you put to the mesh team so there's 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 people doing it Mm -hmm. and i'm sure like many many other things there's probably certain things that they work on based on other projects because like for example Last year with the population groups, mm-hmm. I think that was tied into some other 
um, government initiatives to kind of put them all in alignment. So that happens. And then when the mesh terms change, well, there's, so there's kind of multiple levels to it, right? There's changes that happen to established mesh terms. And sometimes that is a change in the terminology. They add different definitions or they tweak definitions or, you know, they, they add more entry terms. They might change where it is within the tree based on other things happening with mesh. So that's one level that happens. And then there are new terms, which is kind of what we're going to be going over where these are terms that haven't existed before mm-hmm. and there they will be available for indexers not all of them they're meant to be used moving forward so for example if there are terms that have changed that have already been established and for whatever reason like like long time ago impotence changed to erectile dysfunction that just means that the the mesh term, the record, the terminology, some of the entry terms are updated. And things that were previously indexed with the old term are updated with the new term. With new mesh, it's not it's not added to any previous records. They're only used moving forward. Right. So f- if you know, there's a new mesh term for academia this year. And nothing is going, nothing that was published before December 2023 is going to be indexed with academia. You can still find it using that as a keyword, mm-hmm. but as a mesh term, it's only going to be applied to records moving forward. Right. You said that to me earlier today that it's very important to note that with every new update, it doesn't mean that things are getting retrospectively indexed. Mm -hmm. It's just for going forward. Right. And there's some nuance to that because sometimes terms are just tweaked a little bit and then, but those are things you have to kind of test when you're searching. Now, if we combined academia with psychological stress, mesh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it, it just depends. And, and this is why it's important to, even if you are not into mesh like, like we are, it's important to have some ideas of what's happening with this because along with new terms, there might be shifts in where things are within mm. the tree and what terms are underneath so when you explode, you may be getting more things than you used to have. And it's why it's important if you do have established alerts or search hedges to incorporate, to at least revisit some of those and, and look at what needs to be incorporated or what have some of the assumptions you might have made in the past that might have changed because now it's in a different part of the tree or it explodes differently and has different terms underneath it. Tell us more about those new terms. Yeah, so there is a whole list that has been a running list for all of the year, which has been new this year. I don't think in the past they've ever had kind of a running list of 
in progress mesh terms, which has been really nice because in the past it's been a huge info dump at the end of the year and you have no idea what's coming. Um, this year they've done, it seems like quarterly updates probably mm -hmm. where they've put in some new terms and some of the things that they're working on and some of the changes. So um, it's been a lot easier to follow and kind of keep track of what's happening. I noticed this all kind of hit the presses a little bit earlier than usual. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at the list that you sent me, some of the, some of the terms that you sent me, and there's some really good ones in here. I see alt metrics. Yeah. So it's, that's going to be interesting because I'm, I don't really know a huge amount about that mm -hmm. and how that will play into some of the the indexing that gets done because it also depends on the how they're defining it right right are these active already or are they coming they're not active yet that's part of the year-end processing that happens with NLM and so yeah so that happens in um, that's when they they stop indexing for a brief period to switch over to the new mesh and then the indexing gets picked up again. Although with the automatic indexing that they're doing, I don't know how much of a pause there is with that. Yeah, say more about that. What's happening with indexing this year that hadn't happened before? So it happened like this year and the past year, I think. All of the indexing is basically done automatically. So it used to be, for, for those of us who've been around for a while, it used to be that there was a, a slight delay with some indexing, especially with some journals that were kind of the lower priority journals that didn't get indexed right away. But now it's done automatically and it's, you know, machine learning. It's also done through the mesh on demand that assigns based on the abstract and, and things like that. So a lot of, a lot of that that happens is more immediate but it may not necessarily be as accurate as we would like and of course yeah. they do some quality control and spot checking but there's just too much literature for it to be human indexed so i don't know what percentage gets looked at or anything like that but their um, group of canadian researchers um, medical librarians did a study on the automatic indexing with mesh and um, I'll put a link to their presentation. It's really fascinating if you, if you're into this sort of thing, because it's, it's, it's really striking how some of the indexing goes sideways a little bit. For example, um, I think one of, one of the things that they, they came across was something about falls in the hospital and it was indexed with autumn as in, you know, fall season or s something like that. I'm, I'm maybe misremembering, but I I'll remember take a, something yeah. about that. But, you know, and occasionally our colleagues have pointed out weird indexing that they've come across on social media. Kate Saylor has had some, some really good examples of that. I'll have to look for her tweets. Um, she's found some pretty interesting ones. And I think she might have done a blog post. Maybe, yeah. again, it's like a leaky sieve of my brain. There's too many mesh, too many things to remember. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of people that have kind of talked about how 
some of that indexing is a little wonky. And I'm going down the rabbit hole right now looking at mesh terms. So what's your favorite new term? Oh, favorite? I don't know. There's a lot that are really interesting. Um, I think, I think honestly, one of my favorites this year is the, um, I'm probably going to butcher the, the pronunciation of it. Uh, the Medicine Sans Frontieri, the MSF, the Doctors Without Borders. See, I can say Doctors Without Borders. There's a mesh term for that now, which I think is pretty fascinating because they, that's, uh, organization that does a lot of medical outreach and care and has had a lot of more high profile things happening with them. And um, I think it's pretty cool that it's a mush term now. That's interesting because are there other groups that have been? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's other organizations that are mesh terms. There's like, um, okay, if you, I have to look it up. Hold on, pause. Let me go get the. There's a there's like a there's a mesh term for the World Health Organization, which is not that surprising, um, but if there's a mesh term for like international organ agencies that include like the Red Cross and United Nations and um, some of those things, then there's some mesh terms for a few societies too. There's like one for the American Public Health Association, I think. What would work best for me to like comment on your notes or, or are there certain ways you want to tackle this? Cause your, your notes are pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> like really avatar. That's a mesh term now. <laughs> Did we really need a mesh term for avatar when you still have not elevated SCAD as a, uh, as a um, supplementary concept to a mesh term. SCAD. Yeah. You remember, we, we even suggested to them um, the uh, spontaneous coronary artery dissection. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't, it's like 500 or fewer. Yeah, but they have like over a thousand hits with that now. So they um. um, can't argue that anymore. It should be a mesh term. And it still hasn't been elevated. Or maybe it has. I'm I just looking. haven't seen it. It's funny. If you search and mesh and you're wrong at all, you won't find it. Mm-hmm. Spontaneous coronary artery dissection gets 629. Yeah, at some point you would expect that would become a mesh term, but right now it's a supplementary concept. And supplementary concepts, if you're new to this, are usually for new emerging topics that don't have a lot of literature indexed to them yet. Mm-hmm. But we've also found found some disparities in how that's applied things that like covid took forever seemed like forever to move from a supplementary concept to a mesh term but it did happen eventually so i'm looking at your list and you have some really funny notes here like really question mark question mark didn't we have this already question mark, um, and some scope notes, which are really interesting. So let's start at the top. We saw academia. We talked about that one already. How about acute care surgery? Did that one stand out to you? Yeah. So this is really interesting to me because it's the surgical specialty, but Mm. in like entry terms are like for trauma surgery and surgical critical care and emergency general surgery. So having done clinical searches in the past in this topic area, I got really excited when I saw it. And then I was like, I looked at the scope note and I realized it's the surgical specialty and not the actual, (gasps) any kind of procedures. 
So I'm like, well, bummer. I'm not going to be, still not going to be able to find exactly what I want the way I want to find it with this one term. Right. It won't fall under um, surgeries. Right. Then all It'll this. fall under specialties. The operative procedures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always think orthopedic operative procedures, mm-hmm. but there's more, there's way more than that. Yeah. It's kind of broken down by system, I think. Yeah. And if we, so if we go alphabetically through these, of course, there are a lot more. We just want to tell our listeners. We're not just telling you the only ones that are new. There are plenty that are new, mm-hmm. but we're picking out some of the cool ones. Altmetrics is a new term. I'm a research impact librarian as well as a health professions librarian, so that'll be interesting to me to see what gets indexed with Altmetrics. Mm-hmm. You have Avatar. Really? <laughs> that, that's just a weird one, right? It's like the like the avatar you use for online stuff like that that's a necessary thing to have in mesh when you don't have other terms already that feels a bit dated to me it's like ready player one Uh (laughs) it does feel a bit dated and you know maybe there is something that came up that it's part of informatics or i don't know but it's just to the party (laughs) it's just kind of weird right it's like avatar why is that there We have uh, bio-curation. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting because that gets into a large data sets kind of thing, and um, especially with kind of the genomics and genetics. And um, I thought it was, I thought it would be interesting, especially for some of the data librarians. One thing um, that as we kind of move through, there's, you will see a lot of terms that are specific about drugs. And I kind of pinged on some of those. And I realized what was happening is there, there's a new term for beta lactam antibiotics. And it looks mm-hmm. like they have added a bunch of the cephalosporins and a bunch of other drug classes that fall under that. So okay. there's a lot of terms that are kind of related to that. And um, include like first generation cephalosporins, second generation cephalosporins, which unless you're working in a clinical setting, you're probably not going to encounter that a lot. But many of those have not been mesh terms or have only been supplementary concepts for a very long time. So it's kind of nice to have those finally be mesh terms, especially with a, with grouping them as a class. So like when I used to round with pediatrics and they would ask me about oh third generation uh, cephalosporins and I'll be like oh now I gotta look up all the third generation ones and come up with all of them individually because there wasn't a mesh term for that but now there will be yeah sometimes when there's not a mesh term you really have to work hard to get around that so this should help Mm -hmm. I'm going to move to the next one which I am interested in as someone who like is weightlifting peripheral kind of they have dietary bioactive peptides. I'm guessing that's like a supplement that people take. Um, I know people put peptides on their skin, but these are peptides in supplements, I'm that guessing. I'm not sure. See, part of the problem is they still don't have a lot of the documentation that breaks all this right. out by definition. So you have to look it up in the mesh browser, not the mesh database, to then see mm-hmm. the scope notes and... Yeah, get the details of that. that out. But I, I, I've been seeing a trend where people are are drinking peptides. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that'll capture that. 
Then we have There's a lot of dietary stuff this that's new this year. We'll come across a few more. So when we're talking about the next one, blue light, red light, green light, are we talking about laser therapy? What is this? So that's interesting too, because my first thought was, oh, like the blue light that from we all get from looking at our screens, right? But I think it's actually under light as in the specific wavelengths, not necessarily the therapeutic use of those. Like okay. that you would have with lasers. So again, this is where it really matters to know what the definition and the scope notes are. Yeah, I see some plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a fun one. Brain drain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's one what? of those things I was like, I'm surprised Wait. that hasn't already been something already. Does this even make sense? What's the scope? Yeah, point? so it's the idea that there is STEM-related migration patterns with people from small countries to larger countries or I see um, because of economic factors or whatever that there are people that leave certain countries to go to other and that's considered the brain drain the entry term to that is human capital flight which is just weird to me yeah, this is not at all what I thought it was. Yeah, and the immigration, e-migration and immigration that was the previous indexing was weird to me. Yeah, that makes no sense to me, so I'll be interested to see how it gets used. Mm-hmm. We have brainwashing. Yeah, again, it's like, <laughs> why does that need to be a mesh term? I guess it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. brainwashing. Um This one I've seen more and more in the literature coming up, so it makes sense that it's becoming a mesh term, which is cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Mm -hmm. Or do you say hyperemesis? Here's another circumstance where I don't know how to pronounce it. That's a good question. In my head, I do hyperemesis. Okay. But it's probably emesis. I don't know. (laughs) <clears throat> the only reason I kind of picked up on this is because one of my one of my go to um, test searches is cyclic vomiting syndrome, mm-hmm. and this comes up a lot when you do a search for cyclic vomiting syndrome because there's a little bit of overlap. It's recurrent vomiting, but this is specific to um, cannabis abuse or misuse. Yeah, I've heard it's a it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. It is not see, a pleasant thing, that's for sure. I see Chana punctatus. What is this? I don't even what? know. <laughs> I'm just going down the list. Uh, that's, I don't know. Might be a plant, if anybody knows. Hold on, um, I gotta so, Google that. What is that? <laughs> it's a fish. Okay, Chana punctatus is a, fi- is, is a Latin fish. Spotted <laughs> snakehead fish. Oh, snakehead. Okay, so they're a big invasive species in Maryland. Oh. They might be indexed with invasive species literature. All right, that just stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one you have marked, chronic yeah. cough. That's one of those symptoms that is really hard to kind of pin down because it's related to mm-hmm. different things, whether it's um, asthma or exposure to particulates or it can even be um a side effect of medications you know different things right Mm -hmm. i think yep 
Or did you say that already? Sorry. I didn't say COVID already. But yeah, there's a lot of different things that can contribute to a chronic cough. Here's something interesting I'm seeing in the scope notes that you've pulled, which is that they are linking out to other sources. In this case, they're linking out to eric.gov. I wonder why they're doing that, because those websites don't always live a long time. I don't know. I thought most of the links actually uh, linked within the Mesh database usually, or Mesh browser, yeah. but maybe it's going to other Thesari? I don't always click on the links. No. The cognitive reflection, I think, is a really interesting one because um, one of our MedLibs colleagues, Jolene Miller at the University of Toledo, has published a couple of papers. She had one a few years ago in J JMLA about reflective practice. So now there's going to be a mesh term for it. Cognitive reflection. Um, we're seeing for our graphic novel friends, comic books and comic, well, comic book and comic books as topic. I think graphic novel was already. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. this must be a broader term to those. I'm not sure. Really? I would have thought narrower, but yeah. I don't no. know. I When I looked at the mesh tree, I, I thought it was a broader term. I don't know. I don't know enough about this, and I probably should know more. But oh, yeah, that's what I don't know enough about the graphic medicine. I'm, I find it interesting, and I like looking yeah. at it, but I don't know. I don't know enough about it. So, we should ask Matthew about that. Um, we have community of practice. Yeah, that's a really interesting concept to me, and it's come up a lot in my work lately. Um, kind of talking about getting together with within an organization of peers that may not be directly involved with the same things but have mm -hmm. overlap and you know providing a platform to share experiences and knowledge and expertise and things like that so um, I think it's a nice nice addition I never heard this term until I came to my most recent job they use it a lot and I even had to lead one once so I think it's a good I think that's a good addition to the thesaurus. Mm -hmm. Let's see. <laughs> you want me to keep going? <laughs> Continue. Continuous glucose monitoring. We didn't have this already? <laughs> Question mark, exclamation point. <clears throat> Seriously, though, like, continuing glucose monitoring devices have been around for a while. But we've not had a mesh term. The previous indexing for it has just been gl blood glucose, which mm. that doesn't mean anything. So you've always had to end it with terms like continuous monitoring and things like that. I um, probably mm -hmm. f five, six years ago now, I did a, I helped with a systematic review on continued, or it wasn't a systematic review. It was more of a scoping review on um, continuous glucose monitoring in adolescents. And it would have been so nice to have this as a mesh term. Mm -hmm. Blood glucose lived from 1981 to 2023. <laughs> Coping skills. So you mentioned at the beginning these uh, concepts related to psychological stress. Mm -hmm. It looks like that's one of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. 
Above that, when I see dashboard systems, I wonder if they're talking about like vehicle dashboard systems or like <laughs> metric dashboard systems, like metrics. That would be. Or like the emergency room dashboard stuff, like within the yeah, electronic like healthcare... health record things. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't look at the definition of that. Now, I see here plant-based diet, and that's interesting to me because I'm mostly plant-based. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing here is that, and I was looking this up when we were chatting earlier, it says, see also, herbivory. And I was like, that can't be a term. It must be herbivore. This must be a typo. No, the term is herbivory. And, and it says, the act of feeding on plants and... Yeah, why didn't we... I did a, actually a review on plant-based diets and just had to include terms like vegetarian and vegan. Mm -hmm. And those aren't the same thing. And so no. it was previously indexed as vegetarian diet. And if you look at the tree structure, it's going to be a broader term to vegetarian. Okay. And it includes... The plant-based diet includes the Mediterranean diet along with the vegetarian diet. Oh, so Mediterranean diet is a mesh term? Mm-hmm. Or diet, comma, Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so when you look at herbivory or herbivory or whatever, so that's the mesh term, but there's a partner term, plant defense against herbivory, which is plants that help them avoid being eaten. So that's yeah. So that, like they make it, that's an idea. They they like um, I don't know, exude a chemical to make it taste bad or something. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you do what you got to do, right? Let's see. That's been around. Oh, that's been around since twenty twenty one. So it's not that old. Not that old. All right. Along with vegetarian diet, uh, sorry, plant based diet, we're seeing dietary patterns. Mm hmm. And I think that's interesting because there's some other food-related terms this year that seem to be kind of building out around dietary stuff, inc including um, the food loss and waste is another one this year. That's a little further down, but yeah, I thought the dietary patterns was interesting because it the scope note is food and beverages that in an individual or group of humans or animals habitually consume. So it's just like what, what your diet is, but just kind of the habits of your diet, I guess. All right. This is a good one. Digital health, which lists telemedicine as previous indexing. And also see also. Oh, also see also, see also wearable electronic devices. That would be like a... Like a Fitbit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Accelerometer. That's the word I was looking Ooh, for. Yeah. yeah, I had a lot of searches on that stuff before. But yeah, I wouldn't think of that as digital health. I guess it really depends on the topic that... The topic. Mm -hmm. All right, you don't have this one marked, but I think it's interesting. Dignity therapy. Yeah. Uh, and then we have disability discrimination. So this one kind of flew under the radar when I was first looking at this. And then I realized the entry term for it is ableism. And what it means by entry term is if you do a search for ableism, it'll map to this term disability discrimination. And again, keep in mind that this is only going to be used moving forward. So it's not going to have been applied to 
previously indexed thing, but the whole tree of prejudice includes Mm -hmm. um, ageism, implicit bias, homophobia, racism, which I think now includes structural racism, and um, now has disability discrimination with ableism being um, the entry term. So I know a lot of people have been advocating for that. So it's it's really good to see. It's not necessarily yeah. the term I would have picked. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder and if it, it'll like, change. Like I didn't even time. even reading the scope note, the discrimination against persons with physical, intellectual or psychiatric disabilities. It didn't really make the connection till I saw the entry term for it being ableism. Yeah, the, the trees are interesting that it falls under both prejudice and social discrimination. Mhm. Next, we have disaster nursing. I'm guessing that came out of COVID and other world events. Well, that's that's what's really interesting because they make a point of saying it's used only. There's a there's scope note is the specialty or practice of nursing in uh-huh. the care of patients at the site of a disaster, and the annotation is to use it only for nursing provided at disaster sites. Okay, so. You would think pandemic stuff, but that's not a disaster site, unless you want to consider no. the entire world a disaster, in which case, you know, accurate, is, <laughs> right? It is rather accurate, but it's not very <laughs> localized. <laughs> um, so it's just really interesting because I didn't, I never really thought about, I know about disaster medicine and disasters in general, but I never really thought about how there might be a specific need for disaster nursing. Yeah, that breaks it down a little bit more granularly. Mm-hmm. Edible seaweeds. I'm all about that. I love seaweed. The next one is <laughs> graduate biological and biomedical sciences education. And when they're reverse indexed three times, or inverse indexed, I don't know how to say this. It's education, comma, biological and biomedical sciences, comma, graduate. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really interesting because... We've had, like, graduate medical education, GME, and dental education, and nursing, and pharmacy before, but this really speaks to the PH, the master's and PhD level within the other STEM fields, and it includes a narrower term of postdoctoral training, which, my gosh, how have we not had a mesh term for postdocs already, but that was... That it's it really jumped out at me because I recently had a search that was looking at postdoc related things and there wasn't any mesh term for it and now there will be hooray so that's new too mm-hmm. postdoctoral training so did erectile dysfunction get booted by ejaculatory dysfunction no they're different things <laughs> somebody somebody was looking at some of the sexual dysfunctions because there's Ejaculatory dysfunction is a new term and also retrograde ejaculation. Yeah. Of course they are. Oh, the misogyny that is medicine. Wouldn't want to have any plumbing issues. (laughs) Uh, Emergency room visits. Yeah, how did we not have that as a mesh term already? I mean, it's dead useful. Um, You mentioned this one, food loss and waste. Mm -hmm. It's responsible use. Yeah, food scarcity. I think last year was when they added food insecurity and food security. I think it was last year. Uh, it's th- Those are very 
fairly recent terms, if not last year or the year before. Yeah, that sounds familiar. That sounds about right. We're seeing gender-affirming care finally mm-hmm. as a mesh term. Yeah. Which includes some some narrower ones, too, then. Yeah, right? like the puberty suppression, and there's um, also a mesh term for the, the drugs themselves. So puberty suppression is the act of, the, the therapeutic use of, right? And the pu- puberty inhibitors are the actual things that are being used. So those are new terms as well. Previous indexing transgender person. Which is not the same thing. No, it's, that's very yeah. different. Uh, which kind of goes hand in hand with the next one. Uh, sorry, gender affirming care kind of goes hand in hand with the next one. Gender non-conforming persons. Mm-hmm. And this is all kind of under that sexual and gender minorities and kind of related to gender identity and things like that. But this, I think, is fantastic to see because one of the entry terms is mm-hmm. the non-binary persons. Next, we have both geriatric and pediatric anesthesia. Yeah, and... That'll be good. I don't know if that is... I didn't look up the the definitions to know if it's related to the specialty or more dealing with specific anesthesia needs of geriatric or pediatric patients, but... Yeah, probably be helpful in the critical care searches, especially if it has to do with... The patients. Yeah. But. And what is, what is the, that emergent syndrome that happens from anesthesia? Oh, yeah. That's seen more often in, in geriatric, I think. Yeah. Delirium? Not just the delirium. There's like, um. Yeah, there's a name for it. something, um, emergent syndrome. I, I, now it's going to bug me. I think it's a mesh term. It probably is. No. Anesthesia emergence syndrome. Emergence delirium. Yeah, you're right. Emergence agitation. Yeah, there's all kinds of terms about that. Yeah. My brain was yeah. making some vague yeah. connection. You know, you know more about the critical care stuff. When that one was making me mad, I couldn't remember. <laughs> we now have ginkgo extract, if you like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think a really <laughs> big term, new term this year, is the glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor agonist. Now tell us why. Because that's the Enzimbic and Wagovi and all of those new mm-hmm. obesity drugs. So that's pretty yeah. impressive that they became a mesh term. They've been on the news like mm-hmm. every day, every day. And I don't know. Uh-huh. I didn't look to see if those were previously um, um, psh, God, the supplementary concepts. I don't know if they're being elevated or if they're brand spanking new. Well, the next one on the list, you don't have marked either, but glyphosate, glyphosate. Ugh. Um, is the ingredient in Roundup, and oh. it's got some supplementary concepts, but I'm really surprised. I mean, Roundup's been around for decades. Yeah. Right? And huge medical implications to it. It does, and now it's a mesh term? Okay, thanks. Um, we have health services for pr- prisoners, which I think will be good because... Disparities, uh, things like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, that literature gets lost. And I think so. there's also a um, new mesh term for incarceration, too. Okay. Kind of related to that. And then we have hidden hearing loss. Mm-hmm. And there's now a mesh term for homeschooling. Homeschooling? Hypertensive crisis, you say we didn't have this yeah, already? Yeah, I'm really surprised uh, at that. It? Because it's not like a new thing. So, but... Doesn't map to anything. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one for 2023. Job security. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I said, that's all kind of related to the psychological mm -hmm. stress, too. Yeah, because it says C, employment mm -hmm. insecurity, precarious employment, marginal employment. Those are all the entry terms, and yeah. This is my favorite, and I, this might be my favorite mesh term. Actually, no, because this is horrible. I'm sorry. It's a horrible thing to have happened to anybody. Maggot debridement therapy. Come on. It's kind of cool, though, right? <laughs> now, am I saying that yeah. right? Yeah. Maggot debridement. Okay. Debridement, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just surprised. I'm just kind of surprised um, that it wasn't there already. Mm -hmm. It's like fecal transplant <laughs> stuff, right? It's like, ugh. But also, important for therapeutics. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh but also, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you want to just venture into the images without some, uh, some warnings first. I'm taking it back. It's not my favorite term. Uh, medical neglect. Thai traditional medicine. Cutaneous malignant melanoma. Mosquito-borne diseases. So you have, didn't we do this already? And I'm going to say, or didn't we have this already? I think we did not because I've had a couple searches on malaria. And I think there's mosquito-borne something, but there's not mosquito-borne diseases. Yeah, so I think it was um, previously like, so there's there's been related things to it specific to the mosquito um, species, mm -hmm. but honestly, I'm kind of surprised that we didn't have something like this already. And it's, it's a broader term to include both parasitic and viral. And, um, so it's, it's, it covers a lot. There's Zika, there's, um, yeah, West Nile, yellow fever, all of that is mosquito borne. Yeah. Well, if I get any more malaria searches, this will be super helpful. Oh, this is, uh, okay, this is my favorite. This is my new favorite. I had not seen this one yet. Narcissistic personality. I know. How did we, <laughs> there's a, there's, there's always been a personality disorders mesh term. And it just kind of included a bunch of things, including narcissism and um, a few other, of I can't remember its cluster which cluster, if it's cluster A or B or whatever in the DSM-5. But those are all kind of lumped in together. And there is a term for narcissism in MESH, but it's the, the kind of, quote, normal narcissism that's of, you know, psychological health and all of that. And so um, it's really interesting to see that this is finally a term. I could have really used this when I was working with the mm -hmm. psychiatry residents because I got asked a lot Looks of those. Looks like you had, oh, 
Looks like you had to pair narcissism with personality mm-hmm. disorders. Speaking of this one, I just listened to a great podcast on narcissistic personality disorder. It said, of course, not everybody has diagnosable narcissistic personality disorders, but that everyone or some people have traits mm-hmm. of narcissism. I thought found that very interesting. Um Non-erosive reflux disease sounds horrifying because it implies there's an erosive reflux <laughs> disease. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty scary. I guess you'd probably wish to have the non-erosive type. And then we have non-medical prescribing. Yeah, and this is... You think that's like PA? I, and... I would think so. It's The scope note is prescribing by a healthcare professional other than a doctor or dentist. So I'm guessing... PAs and nurse practitioners and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would guess too. Open waste burning. Okay. Yeah, so that's burn pits. Oh. And my previous work with the military, this could have really used this as a mesh term before now because um, it's a lot about burning trash and exposures and things like that so see also persian gulf syndrome had no idea these were related oppositional defiant disorder (laughs) yeah so that's kind of related to what's on like kind of grouped together with the personal under personality Mm -hmm. disorders now that has the narcissistic there's operational defiant disorder like all of those are kind of in a cluster together Oral phrenectomy, that's like for babies that have the tongue tie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the procedure where you um, you cut the, the little ligament under the tongue to release the tongue uh-huh. tie. I worked on a search back in 25, 20, like 10 years ago, like 2014, 20, 2013, something we're in there. Um that was a systematic review on ankyloglossia, mm-hmm. which is tongue-tied. Oh, you said it. Nice. I love to hear yeah. words said. <laughs> I hope I said it right. It's been a while since I've had to say it. This next one, overlapping surgery, is exactly the opposite of what I would have guessed. So I would have guessed it was one person having two surgeries. But based on the scope note, it looks like it's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's like assembly line surgery based on the scope note, right? right? Okay. Concurrent surgery, simultaneous surgery. Here's one. We needed it three years ago. Pandemic preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of like, how, how did it take this long to get that as a mesh term? Yeah. And it's previous. I mean, yeah. Not having it in 2000. 20 or 2020 that makes sense right because that was the first year of the pandemic so the second year of the pandemic why didn't we have it then or like the third year of the mm-hmm. pandemic uh, so it, it took a few previous years previous indexing disaster planning i mean <laughs> accurate it is a disaster <laughs> <laughs> we have physician engagement which if i don't see the tree here but if i could i wonder if it falls anywhere near like nurse, uh, physician patient relations, or I think there's physician nurse relations. I don't know. Hold on a sec. Let me poison frogs. It's under 
work engagement. What? Delivery of healthcare, physician engagement. Entry terms, physician satisfaction. I'm really curious as to why you didn't huh. mark poison frogs as one of your favorite terms. Because later on I focused more on the snakes. The venomous snakes. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't get to the snakes yet. Oh, post-mortem imaging. That's interesting. I never considered mm-hmm. that. I guess that's an autopsy technique. Post-exercise recovery techniques. That's a good one. Pre-registration publication. I was not, I've never heard of this before. Have you? Is this a preprint? So the scope no. note is editorial decisions based on rigorous evaluation of submitted research question and methodology, but before the research is conducted and a final submission is available. And the entry term so protocol? entry <gasps> terms are front loading editorial selection and registered reports. I don't know what this is. That's very weird. I've not encountered that before at all. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I probably should know what it is, but I don't. I don't either. And it sounds like a protocol, but why are there editorial boards? Involved? I don't know. <gasps> we have psychiatrists. Wow, that's a new. Term I know. Twenty twenty three. I think last <laughs> year one of the new terms was OBGYN, like obstetric. Obs- obstetricians and gynecologists they're doctors yeah too. so you know they're adding they're adding the specialty which is kind of surprising yeah. you'd think there would already have been mesh terms for some of those yeah we see psychological growth and psychological safety as you mentioned mm-hmm. I, I one caught my eye protide and i wondered what that was i just looked it up protide Technology is a pro-drug approach used in molecular biology and drug design, designed to deliver deliver nucleotide analogs, so on and so forth. That's a new mesh term. Hmm. Uh, Rhino sinusitis. Yeah. Again, how do we not have that before? Because we've had rhinitis and we've had sinusitis, but the combination, you had to use both of those mesh terms. Yeah. Here's your second gen cephalosporins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have uh, social genomics. That's kind of a cool mm-hmm. one. I have no idea what it means. Either. but. And then we have soft computing. That just, I, that jumped out at me. I was like, what the heck is soft computing? I've never heard of that either. And it's mm-hmm. like machine learning and modeling and things like neural, that. Neural networks. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, this is cool, symptom burden. I think that'll be a yeah. good one. Task shifting. Task shifting. Yeah, so a colleague of mine recently did a, a search, was asked to do a search among tasks, on task shifting. And when, she, when I told her about this, she's like, oh, man. Because <laughs> it's, the idea is kind of like taking some of the, the work and the duties of healthcare providers and shifting them onto other people. So like, I think one of the things that she came across with her search were things like, um, African American hairdressers and, you know, cancer awareness kind of things. That doesn't make any sense. Like shifting the task to somebody else within the community. 
I see. I see. Things also done a lot with mental health things. So, you yeah. know, instead of having a mental health professional, it'll shift to. Uh, you know, I gotcha. Some other community worker. I see. Medical subject headings have a lot of joint terms, but this year we have a new joint. The tibiofemoral joint. I thought of you when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> I bet you Carrie will like this term. I do. But why wasn't it there I don't before? Know. They didn't have a lot of the the joints. There's some joints. They would Why aren't there I all know. the joints? Some of them would be like the big joints, right? And some of them were just the small specific joints. to the bones that are coming together at the hmm. joints. They really need to work on that. Poor ortho. <laughs> 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 poor, 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 poor ortho. Yeah. Treatment delay, which I'd be surprised that it hasn't been a term before. We have missed, I know there's misdiagnosis mm-hmm. in there. Treatment delay, you'd think that's related? Yeah, I don't know what, how connected they are in the tree. M- misdiagnosis is only new in 2020. Um, They say for treatment delay, see also time to treatment. Misdiagnosis says, see diagnostic errors. We have treatment interruption. Yeah, so that's really interesting because that used to only be indexed with HIV infections. But it doesn't Hmm. just apply to HIV treatment. Right, right. Interrupted treatment, medication holiday. Mm -hmm. Drug holiday. I know in the ICU they call it a sedation vacation Mm -hmm. sometimes. But... I don't think that's exactly what they're talking about here. Uh, under treatment. Lots of, okay, so some really cool terms around mm-hmm. treatment. Medical overuse and under treatment. Unvaccinated persons. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that 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 hasn't already existed too. Even with pandemic stuff aside, how do we not already have unvaccinated persons? Because we are... we. Well, vaccine hesitancy was new last year. So maybe this is kind of related to some of those. And then, yeah, the venomous snakes. So I think this is cool because, one, you think of venomous snakes as being kind of a bad thing, right? Because you don't want to be bitten. But also, they're the source of some therapeutic treatments so for example some of the oh i'm blanking on the big um, anticoagulant that is related to a specific um, venomous snake um, venom was developed from that and like tag that's used in diagnostic things is originally from a venomous snake too so there's a bunch of new terms kind of related to all of these and look there's poisonous fishes <laughs> i didn't know that that was a thing um but yeah there's there's a bunch of snakes now under this larger header of venomous snakes including like coral snakes and um the nausea yeah, things like that so yeah ton of snakes lots and lots of them so like all of like if you look back up like a lot of species that are under this 
are all new terms. Yeah. Oh, really? They're all new? A lot of them are, yeah. Huh. Vipers. Mm -hmm. I like the next one, vernalization as a wannabe gardener. I think that's the act of, of putting your seeds through the cold, a cold snap so they can germinate. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, we have workforce diversity. That's a good one. There's also now a mesh term for voting. Just mm -hmm. now. Oh. <laughs> have I covered... We got down to the V, and now you have some more notes. So, yeah, so the other notes are the psychological stress terms, and then um, a few, a colleague of mine had sent out an email talking about new mesh terms related to health disparities, and we've talked a lot about some of those already, like the gender-affirming care and, and um, medical neglect and workforce diversity. They're all kind of under that, and some of the psychological stress terms also kind of fit with some of that, like the incarceration and, oh, we, we skipped over mass shooting events as a new term. Did I miss that mm -hmm. completely? Sheesh. So that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I really did not yeah, see I that. Yeah, I skipped over it too. I will be looking forward to seeing how these are used. Um, I remember one came out a couple years ago that I was really excited about, critical care outcomes. I was working a lot with critical care at the time, and I was thinking it was going to help so much. And it's been, like, probably four years now, and it only has 188 results So, as a MESH term. So tell me, how can SCAD have over 600 results and be a supplementary concept, but critical care outcomes as a MESH term, and they're not really using it that much? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it because nothing, there's not a lot being published in that area? Or it's, so. it's I mean, not being applied like it should be? I don't know. I think it's not being applied like it should be because there's tons of literature about critical care outcomes. That maybe just aren't getting well, indexed? Yeah. So, Tracy, I wanted to tag on to your... Mesh notes podcast with a few ideas. Um, earlier this week, I asked on Twitter of fellow Medlibs, what do you say, wow, how is that not a term? And I was actually asking for one of my upcoming searching classes, but I got some great answers. So would you like to hear what people said? Definitely. Clabsy is missing. Um, as a mesh term, apparently, and I'm not, I'm not going to verify any of these, but central line bloodstream infections, otherwise known as CLABSI, is not a mesh term. Can that be true? Yeah, it's not. You have to use, like, central line catheterization and, or, I don't even remember now. It's, it's a weird combination you have to use Sheesh. with mesh. That, it's true. Um, Cannulation, mm -hmm. so cannula is there, but no, but not cannulation. Dental terms are missing. Yeah, I've found that too. I've had a couple dental searches this year. They're not great. Um, this one was interesting. Vaginal birth. 
So there's vaginal birth after cesarean, but there's no mesh term for vaginal birth. They just assume that the default is vaginal? Yeah. As opposed to oh. cesarean, I guess? But why wouldn't you oh, just call birth? it vaginal birth? That's a that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. There's parturition, giving birth to one or more offspring. There's live birth. Uh-huh. There's lots of birth. Yeah, no, that's kind of weird. Um, we have Pilates is a mesh term, but it's under exercise movement techniques. This person is annoyed by that. <laughs> if you listen to our podcast, tell us why you're annoyed by that. Um, a term to capture that a person has been pregnant or given birth, but years ago, so this is not about the pregnancy, and they say postpartum is... Postpartum and pregnancy complications aren't what they want. So I'm guessing people who have been pregnant, but maybe we're talking about them 10, 20 years later. Oh, that's interesting. <sighs> I wonder if they just default to using terms like mothers. Oh, God. Which isn't always accurate because right. persons right. who have had given birth are not necessarily mothers. And Mothers in Mesh says female parents, human or animal. Mm. <laughs> um, let's see. Someone says public transit. I can imagine that that's sorely missing from Mesh. There's not a Mesh for public transit? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we have someone talking about cardiovascular emergency-related terms like percutaneous cardiopulmonary support, PCPS. ECPR, Impella or Ecpella, which are trademarks but widely used in the literature. Mm. All right. That's interesting. Uh, I think that's all I got. But I, I really liked hearing from my tweeps. I refuse to call it X. My tweeps on what's missing from mesh. I always have a good idea and then I forget. So if it's not a mesh term, I already forgot about it. But. Yeah, it's really disappointing when you go to look up and you have to figure out how to work around it because there's no term for it. Actually, the example that I'm going to use for my class upcoming is hand therapy. No, sorry, hand surgery. There's hand, there's surgery, there's no hand surgery. So you'd have to use a combination of like the most general terms for surgical procedures yeah, Along with like the, act surgery. the um, anatomical terms for the hands and like yeah parts of the hand and float a float a subheading use the mesh terms yeah use Ugh. keywords and I got to credit my friend Rachel with this this was not my idea but my co instructor Rachel she she came up with this example which is pretty good there's not even like carpal tunnel surgery what it's just carpal tunnel that surprises me I know. There's carpal, tu carpal tunnel syndrome. Can, is there like a surgery subheading to that? Hold on. Now I gotta look at it. Cumulative, cumulative trauma. Yeah, I mean, you could add surgery as a subheader, subheading to it, but that's not... Hmm. Yeah. So that should be interesting. Yeah, so sometimes you gotta work around it. Tracy. Carrie. Summarize. <laughs> How would you summarize... Well, you kind of did. So let me see if I got it right then. I'm a terrible listener <laughs> for a podcast partner. Uh, 
So we're seeing a lot of new terms around um, stress, psychological stress, workplace stress, trauma, and violence. We saw mass shooting events, um, new plants, new animals, poisonous frogs, poisonous snakes. Venomous snakes, uh, not the same thing. Oh, uh, yes, you are correct. What else? Lots of cool terms coming out about treatment, treatment delay, mm -hmm. time to treatment. Oh, that's already a term. Some things to do with AI, I guess, soft computing, avatars. Yeah, it'll be. Avatar just throws it'll be me fun. off completely. Well, it's been fun chatting with you about medical subject headings. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things to it. I'm sure we missed missed some things. So feel free to point out our gaps. If you listen to our podcast and you interact with us on Twitter or Substack or Blue Sky or LinkedIn or wherever we post it, let us know if you're excited. Are we still on Instagram? And Instagram. <laughs> I don't even know where all we're at. <laughs> it's been tough. Um, let us know what you're what you're excited about for 2024 mesh and I should just say there's a yeah, every year sorry. the NNLM offers a mesh update a live mesh update webinar and I think that's coming up in January so let me just confirm January uh, January 10th 2024 mesh highlights so if you are a librarian or someone who's just really interested in PubMed and Medline, sign up for that. You just need a free account. We'll put a link in the video description. We'll put a link. <laughs> we'll put a link in our Substack. We'll put a link in our show notes. <laughs> there you go. This is not Carrie doing Five Minute Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. This podcast is produced by your hosts, Carrie Price and Tracy Shields. It is edited by myself, Carrie Price, with show notes by Tracy Shields. Find us on Substack at medlibsmiscellany.substack.com. We're also on X, Instagram, Blue Sky, and I think that's it. Thanks for listening.